Hello and welcome to Racing Only Better. This show is coming to you, on my case, live from France, where I'm here in Deauville, ahead of a big weekend of racing and sales in France. It's less exciting over in the UK, I think it's fair to say, this weekend, but none more so. We are going to whack through the racing from Newbury and Newmarket and Ripon in the usual company of the boys for this show, and hopefully we'll point in the direction of a few winners. Um Let's start with you, Kevin Blake. How are you over there? Yeah, absolutely brilliant, Vanessa. Live and exclusive from Lingfield Park, Leafy Lingfield. I'm in a little office. I've got an ice cream van literally eight yards away. Life <laughs> is good. Love it. Love it. You're it's hot. It's really, news. really hot. It's, it's too hot. hot for Kev, Vanessa. It's too hot for Kev. Well, it's, it's too hot. Well, I was going to say it's too hot for me here in France, but it's actually not. I'm one of those people that bask in a sunny glow and I go a lovely colour as well. So I'm not even ashamed to admit it. I'm loving the heat here. 30 degrees. Uh, Dan, what's it like with you? Uh, beautiful. Not as glamorous in Tameside. As Linkfield. Manchester. No, not as glamorous as <laughs> Linkfield even, let alone <gasps> Deauville. But I did pick up a nice hue myself. And I don't mean Carhill. I mean the, the shade. Yeah as I spent too long in the sun at Chester Zoo yesterday. So forgive the, um, forgive the red bugle. <laughs> Not a bit of it. And uh, Brendan, how are you doing over there? You're, you're in Ireland. We're on all different corners of the, I was going to say the world. That's We're stretching it with that. But how are you, Brendan? Yes, well, the sun has stretched over to here as well, Vanessa. Beautiful morning, about 25 degrees. I went for a swim. There wasn't a, a ripple on the sea. Uh, I'm going to Leopardstown now, now after wow. this. And uh, well, look, the sea's a good way to cool down. Yeah, it's then. great. Uh, and uh, I'm going to Leopardstown now after this. And then I get to see Luxembourg on Saturday. But I still am a little bit envious of you because the old Jacques Lamarwa looks a, a, a right, right good renewal. Oh, yes. Oh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. We will get to that in due course. So, boys, we've all got places to be today. Let's crack straight on. Newbury, the first of the action. 120, the bet Victor Handicap, the class four, over the one mile, two furlongs. And joint bottom weight, Definite is my tip in this. One of the three-year-olds, tongue tie on for the first time. Hector Crouch, Rafe Beckett, Dan. Um, that's the way I'm looking at this race. But who do you fancy in it? There's some housekeeping. I don't have anywhere to go, so don't include me in your in the travel plans um <laughs> uh just some three-year-old notes in this race um, here we go i counted five of the last six went to three-year-olds of the older horses i thought that generally had a good chance dropping back in trip but i wonder if the three-year-olds may hold sway again at this time of year and of them highland premier is the one i thought was of most interest he's had one run against older horses and he was just touched off at newcastle when he ended up on the wrong part of the track He's since gone to Goodwood and try and run the finish. He was off a quick break. Of course, he was. He's trained by Johnston. I mean, this will feel like a this will feel like he's been in a spa or something after ten days <laughs> or so. Um, he's going to come back refreshed. He'll hopefully see off Definite's attentions for the lead. He's been making the run in small fields, and I can see Andrea making every yard. But I am a bit scared of the top horse, except for this this real three year old theme in this race. Three-year-olds, that's the angle we're looking at. Brendan, did you, have you followed suit with the three-year-olds in this race? Yeah, I, I, I couldn't get away from... If you have, well, I suspect he'd be favoured anyway, this Fran Tack. Um, so it's Haggis. And all, as we know this season, all Haggis does is train winners. Uh, good chance he's going to be champion trainer. 
I just don't know what happened with this horse the last day. So they sent it off 11 to 10 on handicap debut. Any price, a good price. Now, you might say to me, Vanessa, oh, yeah, but it was a forerunner handicap. And that's true. But the three horses in opposition were progressive, informed three-year-olds. Uh, so they just must think this horse is absolutely pitched in. I'm putting it in the... I'm putting it in the too bad to be to be true, Trey. And I'm, I'm reminded of the trainer's rep who probably said this while he was looking at his empty wallet. But he said, trainers, <laughs> were regarding regarding the poor form shown that the colt was unsuited by the slower pace. I mean, I suppose you have to say anything. That's complete rubbish. There is plenty of pace signed, signed on here, but it was just an abysmal effort. He was, he was never going the yard, but this is Haggis. They, they should know what, what they have. And I would take the horse uh, to prove that on Saturday. Okay, and we should do a nod to Tony Calvin here because, of course, if he was on this show, he'd be telling us all about Haggis horses being punted in a first-time handicap. He loves that bloody line. So a nod to you, Tony, if you're listening. Kevin, over to you. Who do you fancy in this at Newbury? Yeah, definitely. It's going to do for me, for Vanessa. A um, little bit obvious, I know. Um, made all the hate penultimate start. Um, beaten fair and square by Eagle's Way last time. Swept away, really. But Eagle's Way is 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 tra trained by your man sir mark prescott and looks like he he's going to keep improving for a fair way to come um now that sir mark is, is back having winners and um fullest time might reveal that finishing you know taking him on off a mark of 82 was probably a tough task so um definite um there could be competition for the lead but i'm hoping hector crouch might be able to get um at least some of it to himself and yeah i thought he might go very well I like what you did there. My man, Sir Mark Prescott, uh, is see. definitely not my man. But I wish he was. But anyway. We <laughs> not even, I, I, won't, I won't reveal any names, <laughs> but not even the most famous person you know, is he? Okay, enough of that. And I almost opened that, that up with uh, one train by, by your friend of mine, uh, Rafe Beckett. But uh, <laughs> I, did, I, I didn't go down. I, I forgot who my host was there for a minute. Um, yeah, yeah, you refrained. You can save that. Uh, let's move on to the 155, guys. The Denford Stakes, the list of over the seven furlongs for the two-year-olds. Candle of Hope for the Queen in here, for Richard Hughes and Tom Marquand. Ferrari Queen, another unbeaten horse for the Johnsons. Dan, which way did you fare in this? No, I'd be lying if I said it was a strong view. I do think Victory Dance has the best form. He'll be priced up accordingly, though. Debut win was was narrow, but it reads all right through Bresson, and then he's gone to that superlative and had the misfortune of running into a, a Brian Meehan horse, Isaac Shelby, that had won its debut there, rare enough. Took a big step forward. He did nothing wrong, Victory Dance. I think that's the best piece of form in the race, but I just... As I say, every time we get one of these, I'm just useless at these races. You try to judge very finite margins as they tend to be in these races, but in terms of level of improvement, so I don't know what Ferrari Queen can improve, maybe five or ten, but I think Victory Dance as it stands sets a standard which would which would win most renewals of this. Okay, not a strong view from Dan. Do you have a strong view in this, Brendan? Not a massively strong view. I'm just, it, 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 Dan's surely right that that is the best piece of form, that superlative stakes. I'm just not sure how strong it is. We, we, we need the form to be tested. The Hannon horse who was third pulled off a shoe and good one, so you, you, you couldn't use that. I'm just, I'm just not totally convinced about the race, and he's going to be odds on. So I was half interested in this Ferrari queen who's danced in 
uh, in uh, a maiden and a novice event, obviously in much deeper waters here, but she's very interesting pedigree, this filly. So she's by decorated knight, who of course only came into his own as a four and five year old. And the dam, the dam has produced a few good ones. She's produced a few bad ones now in fairness, but we concentrate on the good ones. Uh, they were horses who were late development types as well. And she didn't make it to the track until she was a three year old. So the pedigree suggests this Ferrari queen should continue to progress as she gets older and she's already run to a fair level of ability so i thought and she you know she'd probably be around seven or eight to one something like that i thought at that price maybe you could take a chance okay decorated knight is an fyi as a stallion i'm a stallion whose career i'm following with interest i think he's one of those stallions that's kind of underrated and actually here in france this weekend there is a decorated knight half sister to Nashua selling so that will boost his um sales results up a little bit i would have thought but anyway i digress kevin who do you fancy in this <laughs> sorry um, why are you um, laughing at me stop no, laughing mind. at me don't, don't mind me <laughs> kevin uh, kevin's got uh, hot and his ice cream's run out and he's giggling away i reckon uh, chapman's uh, pulling racing league faces yeah, no yeah. Don't, mind, don't mind me don't mind me but uh if uh quick though if you if you are one of the many that peruse the irish national stud there in the spring times uh you, you might have seen ferrari queen there a couple of years ago because i've often i've often taken note of um of her damn catch me katie wandering around the national stud there um with, with a fold-up sizer she's been a great mayor for them um so yeah you might you might want to spot her at some stage um uh i like blue light boy i suspect it's going to be a big price i don't think we saw the very best from a goodwood he was very he was very strong on the clock when he won at windsor i was kind of half hoping and expecting that he'd run a race at a big price in the in the in the um the richmond, richmond. um a little bit right like on form he probably right showed improvement but i was hoping for a bit more so look i'll give him another chance um goodwood's a, a you know a bit of a funny track and uh, newbury's a lot more orthodox so hopefully he can belatedly build on what we saw at windsor because there um to me he's shaped like a stakes horse in the making so yeah he'll be a big price and i side with him Okay, not too many strong views in that, but strong enough from Kevin then. Uh, let's move on to Jeffrey Freer, the 230, the group three over the one mile five furlongs. Uh, Zachariah in here for Martin Meads, much less exposed three-year-old in this race, the only three-year-old in the race actually, and of course has that Westover form from last season. Um, where are you standing on him and the field as a whole, Dan? Yeah, I'm, I'm edging that way, definitely. Um Away he goes probably has better form, and you could argue that a couple of the others do as well, but there's no way we've seen this horse's ceiling. Is there really good running the Queen's Vars, just touched off by Elder Elderov, who's got pretensions yeah. to be a St. Ledger horse, and then he's running that Bahrain Trophy and probably possibly not done himself justice, maybe just beaten by better ones, but I just think there's more improvement in him. He's getting seven pounds as a three-year-old, and... While it's on a theme, take out Hookham, who won this as a three-year-old anyway, but before he won it last year as an older horse, odds on. Two of the previous three winners, including Defoe, were three-year-olds. And the other one was Technician, who was trained by Martin Mead himself. So I, I guess this has been a target. Yes. Like it, like it. It's all about the three-year-olds at Newbury for me and Dan this coming weekend. Excuse the motorbike that just went past me. Sorry, team. Um, Bre <laughs> Brendan, are you with the three-year-old in this? 
Uh, I, I, I want to take him on because he, he, I don't see a massive amount of pace in this race, and he was quite keen in Newmarket, not for the first time in his career. So at six to four, I, 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 I would be inclined to give him a swerve. But I mean, what do you put up here? I mean, away he goes. I suppose he's been competing in good company, but his form's a bit meh this season. Universal orders uh, been beaten half the track the last day. I ended up with outbox. Um, who, the course who, who and again. distance winner from three-year-old days. Come on, the outbox. Well, come, come, well, indeed, you, you want to book your ideas up, out, outbox. I mean, really good form in the spring in Doha and Newmarket. And then his last two runs, six to six, beaten 15 lengths, seventh of eight, be, beaten 38 lengths. But as I said, there's not a huge amount of pace on here. So he, he probably could have the run of the race, even if he misses the break, I, I think, which he's inclined to do. I think he'd still be able to make up the ground. And in, in, in a very, very trappy race, he was the one I came down on. Yeah, trappy indeed for this level, for sure. Kevin, did you have a strong view in this? And with the box, the outbox. Oh, oh wow. Wow, here we go. Me, me and the Duke upsides. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, for, for reasons stated, look, lack of pace on paper. I think he's going to get it his own way. And um, look, forget about the Belmont Gold Cup last time. Um, look, it was very punchy to go over there. And I felt so sorry for them because it just went horrifically wrong, like from the get-go. You've never seen a race go more wrong for a horse. It was watching from behind the sofa effort now, literally from the first step. So I wouldn't judge him harshly on that. His run prior to that was a little bit disappointing. But look, the fact that they brought him to Belmont, you know, you don't bring a horse that's not firing to Belmont. It went badly on the day, but um, look, uh, he's been freshened up. He had the prices right. Um, jump out, Doyler, make the running and see what happens. I think he could be in there boxing late on, Vanessa. See what you did there. Nicely done. Beautiful. Nicely see, done. I've see. got a shocking um, gag in mind. I'm just going to keep it to myself. It's that bad. And normally I have no quality <laughs> control. Oh, go on. You can't do that. Don't filter a shocking gag. There's so many on here all the time. Normally, would, just go I, for it. I just saw the name of the horse that had won the Belmont Gold Cup and wondered if we might see him in a cellar oi, next. Because <laughs> he's called Loft and he might oh. be in a cellar next. You get oh, it? Yeah. Oh, Thank you. terrible. That's terrible. Thank you. Yes, you should have kept that to yourself. Right. I'm a bad the joke addict. I mean, addict. Sorry. Oh, my God. Get him off. Get him off immediately. Right. <laughs> Let's move on to the three o'clock. The bet victor. Redeem yourself here, Dan Barber, immediately. Uh, silent film in here. Old boy documenting in here. Loads of sketchy characters in here, actually. 5,000 to one as well. Throw them all in over seven furlongs at Newbury and hope for the best. What wins it? I thought this was one of the more interesting races, definitely. Oh, and okay. I've, I'm going then. with the top horse, silent film. On the bet... If this was a bigger field and you were guaranteed a gallop, I think documenting's all over ready to win. I know he's a better old weather horse, but he shaped really well in that international. But so much of his form on turf has been in these big field races, which this just isn't. I don't see any pace. Abel Kane maybe, but he's paid by with the handicapper for winning that first last race where everything went for him. I think Silent Film has the capacity to go forward. It's Appleby and Buick. They're, they're so sharp, aren't they, to stuff like that. Um he hasn't fired the last twice, but last season he beat run to free he beat run to freedom at Sandown. That horse runs in the in the Hungerford, the following race on the card. You're documenting, I think, wants a gallop. Dance fever, I think, wants a gallop. Five thousand to one. If there's not not much pace on, there must be a worry about him pulling hard. He's up to seven. And on his previous two starts at seven, he's blew up, blown out completely after racing too freely. You've then got Kev's old mate, Gisburn, Gisburn, who ran fine but has been hit and hit and miss. And mix horse United front just keeps missing the break. I thought down in grade, 
this might be the chance to catch silent film and just essentially to prove too good for them. He's, he's the best horse in the race, isn't he? Okay, silent film to bounce back to his sort of desert form, essentially, because he seems to be have been off it more recently. Uh, <laughs> My punting Bren- career, like that. Yeah. <laughs> Brendan, uh, are you agreeing or disagreeing with Dan with this one? Ah, I, I, I mean, again, it's a, it's a really difficult race. I mean, the, the, the Gisborne is a model of inconsistency. I don't know how you can back that at 94. I suppose on a going day, uh, he'd have a right chance. 5,000 to 1, if you could believe the Salisbury run looks pitched in here. But I'm, I was delighted to see the handicapper showing a bit of imagination and leaving him on the same mark, because I don't believe <laughs> that for form either so i did end up with documentary while definitely taking on board dan's point about the small field scenario i just can't have him as the raggies yeah rag of the field yeah i mean they're three really solid efforts he's put up on his last three run now to say he's well handicapped would be a stretch but he's a nine-year-old i think there's a lot of holes in this race um, and the, the the yard is in right good form kevin frost with two two winners recently so i just thought I, I, I just thought he, he, he was sure to run well, and I couldn't have him as 14 to 1 poke. I think five of the last nine have won there, Juki. Kevin Frost. Five and the other, the, yeah, and the okay. others have been placed by one, I think. one of the, Maybe one of the last 11 has been in place, that's all. Okay, okay. Right, so, right, flying, great. Happy days. So documenting for the old team, nine-year-old now, veteran of the race, Kev. Are you? Can you make a case for him like Brendan has, or are you going elsewhere? I'm taking a flyer, Vanessa. Abel Kane, and near enough the outsider of the whole lot. Um, yeah. You need you, you need to be of a forgiving nature. Um, but look, we've definitely forgive last time it was in the Stewart's Cup. This is a, you know, much much calmer waters. Um, we haven't seen a whole heap of over seven furlongs in recent times, but he did win over the extended seven of fast last. That's not a problem, and it's a tactical thing, Vanessa. I think he'll get the lead to himself. And uh, Ross Copley, I've always been very fond of Ross Copley from the front ever since he was riding over here. And um, I always had him as, as a particularly good rider from the front. And if they leave him alone, if they give him some rope, he might well go and hang him with a Vanessa. So that's what I'm hoping for. Abel K. Okay, I'm a big Ross Copley fan as well, actually. Good communicator, good in the saddle, gets a nod from me. Kevin, I never had you down as a sort of forgiving type in general, actually, but now you're making a case for the fact that you are. I'm extremely forgiving. I I tell you, I I wouldn't be able to get out of bed in the morning if I wasn't, Vanessa. I've got to forgive things all the time. Don't worry about that. Me and Kev give so many horses second, third and fourth chance on air. I mean, Jesus. (laughs) is, Is that... Yeah, is that forgiving or just popping yourself off that little Stupidity. Absolute stupidity. Yeah. Right. Uh, the Hungerford Stakes. <laughs> all that, yeah. Uh, the Hungerford Stakes at 335, the feature at Newbury Group 2, seven furlongs. Now, this is nice and competitive. Loads of, like, good solid yardsticks in here. Uh, Tiber Flow, Chin Dip, Pogo. I I want Pogo to win this, but I'm not sure if he's going to get the easy lead he probably needs. Um, Hoping that he's going to Dan- bounce back, Vanessa, yeah? Oh. Yeah. Aye, aye. Uh, Dan, where are you going in the Hungerford Stakes? Yeah, I know what you mean with Pogo. When you got Chindit there dropping in trip, they've, they've been positive with him over over a mile, so I guess they'll have to be over seven. That could mean, I mean, he's had a great season on Pogo, but I wonder if he might get egged into doing a bit too much too soon. You mentioned forgiving nature. You need to be of a massively forgiving nature to be with Primo Baccio again, but I think this is the oh. one... I'm, I know, but I'm, I think the this ghost is the, of Calvin. Yeah, still <laughs> yeah, lives on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder. I don't know. It's 
the best performance, of course, was that York win last season, flat seven, flat mile, sorry, with a not a great pace necessarily that day, but her turn of foot was absolutely electric. I'm not sure she's very often had the right setup since. She's been showing glimmers. I think if I'm, ba- I'm backing her, I'm going to try and back her each way because she's become a bit of a flatterer. But in a strongly run race, I'd hope she'd travel well enough for long enough that she doesn't have to do a great deal off the bridle. It might just be a case of her finding herself in front late on and that being enough. Oh, look, we have said on this podcast before, I, I told you, I interviewed Ed Walker and, and like you just really feel like they just feel like they've been getting it wrong with her. They've got excuses of late and they, you know, they keep going to the well with her because they think she's going to scoop something like this at some point. So I can I can see you jumping off the cliff edge again with her. Um, Brendan, which way were you going in this? Well, Tyra Flow is definitely interesting. It's Haggis again and stepped up to seven furlongs, but I just couldn't. Uh, make head or tail of this 12 to 1 about Dubai Poet. I definitely have hit him a single figure price. I mean, this is still a relatively unexposed horse, had a decent two year old campaign, uh, blew out in the Horace Hill, but that was a ground thing. Then he uh, makes his comeback in Newcastle. Uh, perfectly good effort, albeit he finished second. He probably should have been third. Imperial Fighter was unlucky that day, but then he went and finished third in the Irish Guineas. So that's decent form. Dubai Poet was a Peyton non-stayer in Chester. Then he comes back and runs in the Jersey State, which is perennially good form, and I suspect it will be again. Rocagiani's come out and won in Goodwood, and there's a couple of runs, respectively, since Monada and Hello You. So I just think you have a, a, a three-year-old here who's already run to a very high level, should have progression in him, and I just don't understand why he's a double-figure price. Okay. Too big a price then. And Kevin, you surely aren't abandoning Tiber Flow. You've been such a fan of his. Yeah, but the, the Commonwealth Cup now, it just... Yeah. He, oh, he, dis- he was disappointed. You he was sound disappointed. so disappointed. You sound I so was. low. I was. They, they put cheek pieces on him, I suppose, just to sharpen him up, because I know there was a view going into Newbury. They weren't sure if he was going to be a six or a seven furlong horse. And like he, he showed plenty of pace at Newbury, but they obviously said, right, for the big day, we better try and sharpen him up. And he ran okay, Vanessa, but it was just, he just didn't carry himself in a, in a very likable way. Like, I don't know what the crack was, if he was finding the ground a bit quick or something. I, I'm not sure. It was, it was a funny one. And I, I don't want to give up on him entirely, but the price he is makes it easy to, to look away. And, and and wait and see what he does. And I'm actually with, with, with the Duke again. Um, and wow. prices Dubai poet like at four times the price of Tiber Flow is is kind of too hard to leave behind. Um, like I saw him at Chester, loved him as an individual, and it clearly didn't stay that day. And it was a fine run in the jersey. Look at the time you'd say, you'd look at the second, and you know he's rated ninety three, and you kind of go, oh god. But you know the, the the form has been working out well enough behind that it, it might well just be the case that the second has just genuinely jumped out of the ground and showed massive improvement um so Dubai Port will do for me at the price he is okay some agreement going on between um Kevin and Brendan we like that hopefully our listeners will follow in with that uh let's head up to Ripon team 
for the Great St Wilford mainly. And of course, there was supposed to be a consolation race for the Great St Wilford, but now that is off the table. I don't even know really what was on the table. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Well, well, I tell you what, uh, you know what, I, you know that, that gif I like using yeah. so with, with, with a little, with a little yes. uh, I don't know what it is, a little dog or something Sim- sitting in a room with the flames all around him and he's sipping a cup of tea going, this yeah. is fine. Like, yeah. My God, how many more uh, you know, fires do we need to break out? Like this? this feels like this feels like critical mass though because the greys race at hq was attracted eight i've never known so few runners maybe all the grey horses are being sold to hong kong i don't know Uh, and the the other one the first race will do hq which we'll discuss in a second that's a naught to 105 philly's handicap and the highest rating in the race is 85 my god and and i'm i'm here at the race in league currently like look we all know prize money unbelievable like over 100 trainers involved and, and the fields aren't filling you know the, the you get the, the trainers will wheel out and others will kind of wheel out the lazy thing oh it's prize money it's prize money it's not prize money lads you can put on loads of prize money and you can't fill the race in league you can't fill the shargar cup you can't feel the great sir wilfred with too much racing lads sorry just more of a weight in thing it is number, not number before, races though. is the problem on that kev like the prize money is great but if if you're get if you've got a horse worth 200 grand and hong kong is still going to offer a million whatever the prize yeah. money is you're not turning that down are you? yeah exactly yeah yeah agreed i, I agree with that but we need to refocus our attentions <laughs> on the now not consolation race for the great st wilford instead a five furlong condition stakes race <laughs> for two ah. Woo-hoo, here we go um anybody i don't know dan do you have a strong view if not we'll just move on from this i'm happy to move on okay Maybe the other two do though yeah no Brendan. no i'm blank and Brendan, um, I mean, if you force me to have a bet, I'd back Wen Moon because it has experience at the track. Didn't particularly like the track, but uh, at least it has experience over its uh, main market rivals. That's it. Okay. Okay. Well, let's stick with you, Brendan, and move on to the Great St. Wilfred itself. Only the 15 in it. Black Rod, I think, is favourite at the moment for having his first run for Ed Bethel since leaving Michael Dodds' yard. Mm. Um, Improvement probably halted last time out, but prior to that, was just massively on the upgrades. Can you get away from him? It is very competitive, this. It is very, it, it is very competitive, but I thought Summergan should be bad, and he's not, so I'll be back in Summergan. Uh, okay. Great Ale Stager, third in this race. Three years ago, coming off the back of a very good run in the Stewart's Cup, actually. He really likes downhill tracks, this horse. Um, he's a decent record in Epsom, decent record in Goodwood. So he he, he loved the track. Uh, is is he seems primed to put up a huge effort. He ran a massive race in the Wokingham, just couldn't get to them, uh, and then he ran a lot better than it looks in the Stewards Cup. He was well, the, the jockey ended up going far side, and then they all merged in the middle. And he ended up sort of in the middle of the pack. And you really had to be stand side there. He had no chance from where he was. And he got uh, interfered with a couple of times in the run as well. So uh, he was beaten, what, uh, four and three quarter lengths. He would, he would have been a lot closer than that's been dropped two pounds. That seems uh, generous to me. I'm a little bit concerned about the draw because normally uh, when you get a full field for this, they'd split in two. But I feel like maybe you might get one group coming up the stand side, but that's okay because there's loads of pace signed on here. So I expect the boy, uh, Tudhope, very talented jockey, as we know, to ride this horse for a bit of luck. And uh, if he gets it, as, as the pace collapses in front, I thought he'd be, I, I thought he'd be hard enough to beat. Okay, summer gone for Brendan. Uh, Dan, over to you, please, for the great St. Wilford. I had exactly the same reservations as Dukey with that touch, because what they're going to do with 15, I mean, 
it feels too much of a stretch to think because I don't think there's actually loads of pace. Low, so you'd, if you've got a trailblaze, you might be tempted to give it a try. But last five runnings of this have gone to stall 10, 19, 15, 17, 19. So it has been a bit of a benefit from the highs, except they've been races where there've been so many runners that they have divided into two or roughly two. Um, just another bottles back for another go. He won it last season. He's an absolute legend around here him and emperor spirit are well drawn to attack but they're two of the pace horses that brendan's just mentioned then the one horse that's really overpriced is good earth at 20s um i've not mentioned the sunday series on the show yet so i'll get a mention in quickly do you, um, do you work on the sunday series by the way do you, do, do, do you have any involvement there? have you seen me was it you asking for that autograph last week <laughs> you um, wish you bloody wish <laughs> um good earth ran on on the card and i was chatting to amy ryan who was working for AZ tv on the day and uh, her partner Tom rode him and just said about the horse it doesn't matter what grade you run, run him in he's just such a strong traveler that he could cope with higher class of races and that's what he's got here he's three out of the weights that's why he's the prices but he's 25 he's got a good box in nine he'll tank because that's what he always does and he's been a massive advert for the stable he picked him up from Jamie Osborne presumably fairly cheaply and the horse hasn't finished out of the place in since since Tony Calvin was still a thriving member of a podcast <laughs> oh, Tony, sorry if you're listening. I apologize. I'm sure that. he's still thrived, probably um, more so now he's got away from us a lot. Well, that is true. That is true. Good for everyone's health. What about you, Kev, in the Great St. Wilfred? Yeah, Al Simo was the one I liked. Um, they look different profile to many of these. There's plenty of old stagers here. Um, old codgers, as you once described them, Vanessa. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> was it not codgers? No. <laughs> hey, hey, now. <laughs> I, I was being kind to Vanessa there. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> uh, look, Mayor and Forum, she's she's really on the match. Like she started off from a very low base. Um, Steph Holland said like she, she's won a bucket of races already, and um her last two performances have been her best. Um, she's won over course and distance, as Brendan alluded to. Like this isn't a straightforward place, and the fact that she's been there and she actually bolted up the, the, the race she contested there. Now look completely much lower class than this, but she seemed to really relish the track and fairness. Um, so yeah, look, she's only you know. She, what a beautiful country England is. She's only gone up a total of six pounds for two quite cosy wins. Um, so uh, that's quite generous treatment if you're if you're of an Irish inclination. And uh, I thought Al Simo might well be able to capitalise and go very well at about a 16 to 1 or so. Oh, nice big swing in that then in the Great St. But let's move on. Just the quick two looks at Newmarket's action. Uh, the 210, Discover Newmarket, Philly's Handicap uh, that you've alluded to already, Dan. So we'll start with you. Oh, no. Did you talk about this? Maybe yeah, not, this was the 0 yeah. to 105, and the top weight is yeah. rated 85. Sorry, yeah. See uh, Silph in here. Now, this Billy threatened to look like winning at Doncaster when I was there a few starts back. Didn't stay that day. Um, since sort of blew out at York, but then second at Newbury when we last saw her. She's one of those fillies who, I mean, she should and could be winning this, but I'm starting to worry a little bit about her attitude, but maybe that's a bit unfair. She travels well, so strongly and then she just doesn't really show very much off the bridle. Yeah, the tiddler that is single has been a similar case, hasn't she? A case study, really. She's not won races that she's threatened to travel yeah. well. I mean, she's so small, her, but she's she holds her form still. I sort of feel a bit of a theme here, but I'm minded to head towards the three-year-olds again. There are two of them, Australian Angel and Atlantis, both improving fillies. Australian Angel's had a bit more racing, but she seems to be thriving on it. She's in Australia um, and Atlantis almost, you know, this is going to be fav. I'm pretty certain this will be fav. Um, it almost feels like a bit of a poison carrot. What, what isn't 
what am I missing? Is it too good to be true? I know she's gone up nine, but she's see the stars, 260 grand uh, that clearly stays a mile and a half well, and he's now trying a mile and three quarters for the first time. She's out of a Sir Percy mare, and she comes into it on the back of landing the odds when they obviously couldn't get enough on her in a small field at Doncaster. She won it by a mile. She's got Frankie on this time. In one of those, it just everything seems in place, so I sort of feel like eggs bound to end up on my face. <laughs> Sometimes it does go that way, but hopefully it won't this time around for you, Dan. What about you, Brendan, in this? Well, uh, I mean, Dan's probably said it all. I mean, they stuck her in six to five, uh, fair, fair. And I, I mean, I, I don't blame them. How, how short can you be on this uh, Atlantis? She's a beautifully uh, red filly. She probably ran into a smart type on the moment. Bolted up on handicap debut. Got nine pounds. Now, not nothing. But given her pedigree and the, the, the way she's progressing, you wouldn't be surprised if she was competing in minor states company come the, come the end of the season. So I, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't like to be laying the six to five. I know it's a short price and a handicap, but she, she just looks gone by. OK, so we're not faring too far away from the obvious here, Kevin, with the boys so far. Are you in agreement with that view? Yeah, no, she earned a pound of the charm. Could see her going off odds are. Yeah, be very tough to beat. Okay, short and sweet, like it. Uh, Kevin's obviously got some racing league action to attend to here. So, last race, the 3.18. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going looking for an ice bucket after this, Vanessa. I'm literally melting. I'm going to disappear into a wow. coloured puddle be before the end of this podcast. <laughs> Just doing, Bert Duke doing the paddock notes, Kay Blake sweating up badly in prelims. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be lucky to uh, make it to the paddock, I'd say. Oh, God. Um, the 3.18, the Grey Horse Handicap, Dan wraps up proceedings for us on this show anyway uh over the six furlongs great horses to the four i have no interest really in this race what do you like <sighs> i i have interest because i like the top horse but I, I can are you suggesting from a an aesthetics perspective or you think it's a it's a gimmick it's a racist race dan and i'm just not in the oh, races <laughs> <laughs> no i'm pro gray i'm pro gray um as i'm heading that way so i was gonna say you must be heading that way i'd say a bit of gray am, on the yeah. top there on the if the bit. if the gray doesn't get me the baldness will at some point <laughs> um i like mr bluebird um i don't know if i mentioned but uh, i do the sunday series on itv and this horse <laughs> ran there on on sunday running real i thought ran perfectly well in a massive draw race Devil's Angel won it at 50s. He, had, he hadn't been seen for a, a month or so, and I wonder if that had left him a bit short. But Harry Davis rides. The fact of banging him out so quickly again, I thought was quite interesting after running just on Sunday. This is a significantly weaker race. And go, go back and watch the Musselburgh race. I know TC always says that, but go back and watch the Musselburgh race where she, he beat Tamaska. He could have gone round again. He had loads left. He took ages to pull up after that. It was a really notable aspect to that performance. Has had excuses since. And I thought this looked I thought this looked a lot, lot weaker. Okay. Fair case made then in the Grey Horse handicap. I feel like being dismissive of this gimmicky race now. Brendan, <sighs> do you have a strong view on it? Well, not a massively strong view, but I, I, I was in danger of becoming typecast on this show, despite the fact I've only been on it once as someone who tips fabs or reserves. <laughs> so I decided to go for a bit of a change up here and tip an 11 race maiden who had a wind up and was gelded before he ever ran. But this could be the time to strike with strike. Uh, so so I, I think what this horse needs is a good pace to aim at. And there are a couple of pace angles in here. Should be running a good clip. Now, we, 
with, with all his problems in life, he's also inclined to miss the break. Hopefully, Rob Hornby can get him out of the stalls. But I, he has some decent form despite not winning. I mean, he's even tied in with that Mr. Bluebird on a run in Ascot earlier in the season, and he's much better off at the weights here. I thought he, he, they put him in seven to one. I thought maybe this was his chance in what's a very winnable race. Okay, like it. Brendan going against the norm on the show, just throwing in a bit of a curveball there. That's what we're here for. Uh, Kevin, final thoughts on the Grey Horse Handicap. Have you looked at it? Do you have a view? I have a lifelong love affair with this race now, Vanessa, ever since the, oh, the great God. the great George Bowen won it when he mm. was when this was a proper race with 15 or 16 runners. And ah. uh, look, it, it's weak this this year. There's no question. A massive spread in the weights, like 23 pounds. Um, and in circumstances like that, I tend to veer towards the class. And uh, Mr. Bluebird um, is the class. He's literally the highest rated horse in the race. Um, comes into it in solid form. Of course, distance will be just fine. It's Look, it's nothing adventurous or anything, but um, he'd do for me. Okay, Mr. Bluebird, for the main then in the Grey Horse Handicap. That wraps up all the ITV racing on Saturday. Do enjoy it, team. Hopefully, we've sent you on your way with a few winners. I am going to go and enjoy myself in Deauville. Kevin is going to melt in Lingfield. Brendan's off to Leopardstown. No, no, Vanessa, I'll soon, now assuming I don't melt, I'll, I'll be joining you in Doville tomorrow. All sorry, well. and of course, what, sorry, we have asked to mention this and I was just about to swerve it, not swerve it, forget about it actually. Why are you coming to Doville? Because what's running and what's going to be in the winner's enclosure? Tell us, Kevin. Uh, one of the very best horses in the world, Vanessa. Four Group 1s in his last five starts. State of rest is gamely dropping back to a mile for one of the, the great mile Group 1s of Europe, the Jack de Marois on Sunday. And to tell you I'm excited, might underplay it, Vanessa. I'm absolutely oh. buzzing. Can't wait. Well, I'm very much looking forward to the race as well. Uh, it's going to be absolutely fascinating and, yeah, it's something to really get stuck into on Sunday. But before we wrap up, it's naps time, guys. So, uh, Dan, we will come to you first. Who is your nap for the week? I'm airy on the side of wanting a horse that's definitely going to run well because I'm slightly bereft of confidence. So I'm going with Mr. Bluebird, please, in that Grey's race. I think he's a massive class edge over these. Okay, okay. On a confidence comeback run for Dan. Um, Brendan, who's your nap of the week? 250 Ripon Summergand. Love it. Yes, in the great St. Wilford. Um, and Kevin, over to you on that, please. No, you can't take state of rest. Absolutely not, even mm -hmm. if you try. Jeffrey Freer, outbox, away and gone, make all, goodbye starter, hello judge, Holly <laughs> Doyle, kissing, blown kisses to the crowd. Thanks very much. <laughs> love it, love it. One for the old boys, outbox. There we go, right. It's not that Dan old. <laughs> Is he not? I think he's only seven. Old. Yeah, that's old. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> um, look that wraps up the show guys thank you as ever to Kevin to Brendan to Dan and do stay tuned on ice Monday. cream more ice cream here put it in here Kevin's just <laughs> Kevin's just shouting abuse at people at Lingfield this, this managerial role has gone to his head now um, but uh, yeah do stay tuned on Monday for Wade In where of course we will be reviewing all of the action and if you stay tuned for that I've got three days in Deauville to get stuck into, so I'm going to have many a tale to tell come Monday. So do stay tuned. But in the meantime, good luck this weekend. Go well, and thank you very much for listening.